I'm making a giant windfish out of perler beads. That's all I've got going for me right now. I honestly think that's cool. When I was a kid, uh, I was at my cousin's house once, and they had a perler bead thing, and we all were just like, this is the coolest shit ever. And we did like 50 tiny ones in like five days, and their parents got sick of like ironing shit for us. And that was. I've never actually done perler beads before. I've done like beads on a string. Oh my. But like, never the perler beads. I mean, it looks very intense. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, if it's no. intense if you're going to make good ones like Chris does, but if you're just a kid who wants to make fun geometric patterns, it's yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, not bad. Uh, I mean, I like doing it because it's like a puzzle where you know where everything goes and you have all <laughs> the pieces and you're just building the puzzle. I don't. I lost. It's, I lost it's the not kind of like Legos, maybe. <laughs> Like yeah, you're just putting yeah, something yeah, together. But it feels more like a puzzle because you're like putting pieces in a place. Not right. Like smashing things together. So it's like the same cathartic feeling of a puzzle. It's like, it's like, like a, it's like a hear me out here. Slowly come together. It's a puzzle not, where yeah. the hard part is you design if you have to designing the pixel design yourself. So in a way, it's like a puzzle, but the the challenge is designing the schematic rather than solving the puzzle. So it's Jeopardy for puzzles. Mm, yes, that's a good yes, Jeopardy okay, for puzzles. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's our tagline now. Perler, the Jeopardy of puzzles. <laughs> Welcome to Them's the Facts, a show about fun facts and lying to your friends. I'm John. I'm Gabe. And I'm Chris. Now, real quick, before you go on, I do want to say how many Perler beads are going to be in this final design I'm doing. Of Again, again I'm not doing just the windfish. I'm doing the whole scene where you find the windfish, and then I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna make a shadow box of the whole thing. And and for, how? Given for those of us who have never played this game, perhaps explain the windfish. He's a very giant. I mean, it's hard to explain it without ruining the whole game. But he's a giant flying <laughs> whale, essentially. So, and are you like when you say I'm making the whole scene? What's the like area that you're of the? In the original scene? game, there's a scene where you meet. Him. No, I mean physically. Like, is is it like a? I, I hate to do this to you. Is it one foot on a side, or what's the situation? Oh, you're asking how big the whole thing is. Well, first I'll start with the windfish himself. He is okay. going to be... Uh, let me pull up my calculation sheet for doing this puzzle. This, I just call it a puzzle. You got all drafted out. This perler. <laughs> so you know, you know how you buy the squares that you put them on, and each of those holds 291 beads? Yes. yes. I, okay. Well, I believe you. Or eight hundred ninety-one. Sorry, eight hundred ninety-one. Okay. Yeah. The little the little pegboard things. Yeah, they're twenty-nine by twenty-nine beads. But when you're doing like game design stuff, you would really say it's like pixels, essentially, right? That's eight bit art. Twenty-nine squared is eight forty-one. Yep. Yeah. So it's it like eight forty-one beads. It takes fifteen of them. Oh to my make god. This dis- oh, sorry, fourteen. 14. Uh, so that's still one one seven seven. But it takes the space worth of fourteen to, to get to fit the whole thing. The capacity yeah, of that is, Oof. in terms of beads, it's one one seven seven four. I have the number here. Like if I had uh, to guess, eleven thousand seven hundred seventy-four. Yeah. If I had to guess by eyeballing it on the layout as I've drawn it out, it probably uses maybe half of it. Probably. Do you do you have enough Still beads? literal thousands of beads? Like, oh, do you ha- I have so many beads. Don't even. Because I figure it must be easy for you to just be like Amazon five thousand perler beads in the mail. Oh no 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 no, like, no 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 no! I mean yes, it is that easy. But I just want to be clear. I didn't say Amazon give me five thousand perler beads. I said, uh, how do I word this? I said wholesale craft store send me fifty thousand. <laughs> oh my god! And that's what I have. I have I have about two thousand of every color you could think of. Is essentially what I own now. So make me a Vaporeon. I could. Ooh, I would love I that. I have been thinking about. I have had people ask me to do commissions, and I'll consider it after I finish <laughs> this big giant one. Yeah, I uh, I have a ditto perler that's pretty good. I have a, glow, a boo perler that's glow in the dark. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, I like that. Good. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's what I've been doing. It's very cathartic. I have it been playing like Persona Four for the last four days. That's what I've been doing. Didn't it just... I did finish Persona Five R, so I finished that. Now I'm playing yeah. all of Uncharted. That's my video game. Ah, goals I like right now. Uncharted. I like Uncharted a lot, mostly because I just really like Nathan and Elena, and pretty much every character. Every single character that recurs in that series is a friend of mine. I like they're it. all my friends. Gabe, what are you doing? What am I doing? Um, yeah, I mean that's kind of the that is the question I ask myself every day. Um, 
it does kind of rotate because in terms of fun activities the problem has kind of become like uh i don't know i have to be really in the mood for like specific games and that's kind of like when when you're inside as much as everybody has been lately like a lot of what you're doing is just going to be like games or like i'm going to read something but if there's nothing i want to read right now i got civ 6 recently i guess that's something but i didn't i didn't get sucked in as hard as some people do but like the one game that i like played i like played i was like in it and i've i was really enjoying that even though i do feel like uh, it's a little bit overwhelming of a game to play. What's your uh, one more turn record with Civ Six? I literally just finished one game. I don't know what that means. Oh, <laughs> your one more turn record is the amount of time from the time you said okay, one more turn to the amount of time you actually stopped. <laughs> oh, uh, what's funny is first of all, uh, I, I don't know, maybe like an hour, but I I don't really time that obviously. But I'll tell you, like. It's funny, I did feel that urge, but I didn't feel it as bad as, like, some people do. I guess it's just, like, the fact that it's, like, is it just, is it normal that, it was starting to take a long time to calculate the, like, AI turns. Like, on, like, a, not, like, a high-end gaming PC, but on, like, a PC that I built for games, it would be, like, I'd click next turn, and it would take, like, 12 to 15 seconds, like. Because the longer the game goes on, the longer. Yeah, it was at the end. For everything. And There's a million things it has to, like, calculate, yeah. And I feel like that gives you natural, like, not even necessarily stopping points. I think those are just in the gameplay. But you just, like, get impatient enough that you're like, ah, oh, I'll go do something else for a bit. <laughs> I will say, relating to Civ, last time we recorded, I had just started playing a game of Diplomacy. Yes! I'm happy to report that I won that game of Diplomacy. Nice. Oh, shit. I destroyed everyone with some help from our good friend tom what's the but like I, win condition for diplomacy uh so there are i believe 36 supply centers that you have to capture throughout europe and you have to hold 18 of them to win so you like half have to hold basically. half yeah. yeah so i was able to actually do that as austria which is harder than it sounds but I i'm mean, very happy that it worked out this i remember this game's just you, we got really into like Oh, this sounds interesting. I've never thought about this before last time. Um, now I'm, now that curiosity is back, I guess. But the amount of uh, games that are like, games that are like social, like, like kind of like, games that have like a social or interpersonal element, like, it's weird. Like, somehow it's like, I like people and I like games like completely separate. It's like, I need to like interact with people to do that. And then like the game, I just have to like play the game. I get so stressed. In like, or like, like I will say, games like role playing, I get so anxious. I will say, I have I have seen some people get pretty stressed out by Civ, but not Civ Diplomacy specifically. Like it, it's it's kind of it can be kind of overwhelming, especially when everybody decides, hey, we're going for your territory now, right? Like so you bye. have to handle it, and every, everyone can like team up on you in theory if there's like a a reason for them to do it. I guess exactly. Okay, well, I think it's about time we get into this thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, real quick before we do that, I just wanted to say uh, we've discussed this before the uh, podcast re- was recorded, and uh, we decided we all live in Atlanta, and we wanted to uh, help the cause in Atlanta as much as we could. So we've decided that for every fact that each of us gets wrong, we're going to donate $5 to the Atlanta Solidarity Fund and $5 to the Atlanta Mutual Aid, uh, Metro Atlanta Mutual Aid Fund. And we're going to tweet out links to those and put them in the episode description in case, say, you want to play along. And if you want to play along, but maybe want to donate to somewhere that's more local to you, then there's a link as well to the list of bail funds across the country. So you can go to bailfunds.github.io. That's bailfunds.github.io. And you can find the bail fund that's closest to you. We think, uh, I don't know, personally, I just really like the idea of doing something for Atlanta while we're doing this. Yeah, that's um, that's definitely the case. Especially like we've mentioned living here a lot and enjoying living here a lot. And obviously, like this is a place where I think, you know, the, the issues relevant to what's going on right now are especially relevant for a lot of people. So... Uh, it's yes. something we feel like is, you know, uh, a, a pretty important thing to at least mention and try to do something about. Exactly. So 
And in case one of us doesn't get any wrong, they're still donating at least ten dollars. Yeah, so, yeah we'll say, just do a, a five. I've already donated money before because nothing's gonna come of this for me, probably. <laughs> uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's the that's the kind of flex that a we need and b precedes somebody donating thirty dollars to yeah, a good cause. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I've already donated. I definitely want to donate more though. Like so, let's get this going. Let's get the yeah. money rolling in. It's you, John. It is me. What do y'all know about cat gut strings? Uh, I that's what I'm not even use. sure you said what I thought you said. So, what did I listen to where they talked about cat gut strings? Oh man, I mean, I just listened to something where they talked about stitching people up with cat gut. So it is. They used to use it for sutures too, but they also used to use it for instruments. And cat gut isn't actually made from cat's guts that's actually the fault of a mistranslation so what we know of as uh, cat gut strings they're typically made from the entrails of sheep and goats and occasionally also like cows but particularly sheep and goats and that was the main way to string instruments prior to the industrial revolution when steel became like really accessible and a good option for people to string their instruments with so that's including Everything from violins to guitars, it was strung with catgut. Now, what I am postulating is that in Wales, during the height of the Baroque era, when stringed instruments were really coming into their own, and you also saw a lot of the English folk tradition starting with uh, fiddles, lutes, etc., there were sheep bred specifically for use as hmm. strings. And I can back this up a little bit, too. Because the word cat gut actually comes from a mistranslation of Welsh. Oh. Uh, okay. Well, yes. The word. Okay. So it initially it was called kit gut because the, uh, the fiddle, the word for fiddle in Welsh sounds a lot like the word kit. Now an Englishman heard this and thought kit. Oh, like baby kits, like baby cats. So he said, so it's cat gut. And I'm now this. This is a hypothetical Englishman. Like mm -hmm. now, I'm saying that 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 is 100 percent true. Though is that that translation error of kit to cat is why we call them cat gut strings and not sheep or goat gut. Hmm. Huh, okay. But but you're giving as a guaranteed fact bit that like that it's not cats. It's not made of cat. It is something it's, else. Mm -hmm. Okay, I didn't. But what know. I'm saying is that there were sheep in Wales, which is already a pretty sheep-filled territory. Yeah, that were bred specifically with strings in mind. Isn't uh, aren't a lot of good tennis rackets still actually catgut, or am I imagining that? I think some of them are. Yeah, I know that there are still some string, um, some stringed albums that are recorded with catgut. I would, not even gonna lie, I would love to have some catgut strings. I know flamenco used to be catgut, but they switched to nylon because it sounds better for that, personally. Mm -hmm. Oh, they were, no, like, people yeah. who really were good at playing the style were like, listen, we'll admit it, you've invented something better, folks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's pretty much what happened, is that they invented something more accessible, more easily mass-produced, and that could last longer, just generally, both in nylon and steel. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like... Usually animal, like, flesh products get replaced by something that's, just, like, they don't have to have a whole-ass animal force. Like, it makes sense that, yeah, eventually you move on from the cat gut. But, so there's, the, the, the fact that's being guessed on here is that they have, uh, that they bred specific sheep for them, huh? Yes. Um, I hmm. I'm, I'm trying to figure out if you lost me when you said the, um, the Welsh thing. The the Welsh translation is one hundred percent true. Really? Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's one hundred percent true. Because mm. hmm. I think what I don't know, I'm kind of making this up in my head as I go. But I was gonna say, I wonder if cat gut, because it's what is it again? It's sheep. It's sheep or goat intestines. Just sheep or goat? Were they not using? I thought they used horses for some stuff. Used to. They've used horses sometimes, but and and cows, basically any. Livestock animal. Yeah, I wondered if could it was have been like used. Cattle, but it was pri primarily it was a uh, sheep and goats. And I am, but I will say it. The, the mistranslation comes from kit. Like that's 
Mm. That is that is fact. That's not me testing you. Okay, because what my head I will swear was like maybe it was on the like, Constitution. <laughs> maybe it was cattle gut at one point, or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah, I get you. Well, the the thing, my question, like, why would you need to breed them special for that? Like, what, like, because I'm wondering, a, what would it improve about the actual final product? But b, isn't that like a kind of an animal byproduct? Like, if they were already eating cheaper goats you just kind of like you're not probably eating that especially if you have another use for it i mean you probably are though if you're making sausage well yeah but then like at that point if you have to breed another one special it's like well you could that could be more food too like i guess my question is why do you need a different one yeah so i say bread specifically let me let me clarify oh you mean like there were people who farmed them to be sold for that it wasn't like a different breed but it was like I, well, I'm saying there are some sheep. There were there were sheep breeds that maybe weren't as valuable for their wool or meat, but they could still produce that. And this was the product that they were most marketed for. Oh, mm. so it's not like it wasn't like they were bred by breeders to make the best sheep for cat intestines, but it was like yeah, it's it's not it's that's something hard to check. If right, you're that's breeding, why like, that's why I was yeah. like, <laughs> like, how do you know which ones were good? But it was like there were people farming sheep with the thought, like, when when this sheep, like, goes to slaughter, it will be cat gut time, with its insides. Like they they were, like that mm. was the, hmm. like that was the primary goal. Am right. I to search how much cat gut you can make from one sheep. Yeah, I'll let you do that. Probably a lot. Well, what is what do you do to the intestine? I'm just curious now. I don't even know if this will affect my answer. Like dry it. I think you like. Dry it and soak it. Well, I think it's probably like similar to the like the leather tanning process, right? Oh, I'm not that familiar with that, but that kind of makes sense. Did you have you guys ever played on like strings like this, or is this like I wish? Is this like rich people 500 year old violin kind of bullshit? Yes, yes, that's what it is actually. This is like yeah. This is the way they make it is that they clean the small intestine and then steep it for a long time and then put it in potassium hydroxide and then uh then they twist everything together to make strings and that's what it is Mm -hmm. i think now here's where it gets interesting a thin string such as the e on a violin uses three or four guts a double bass string may use 20 or more (sighs) bass strings have always been expensive so that sounds like you need 20 sheep to make a string is that true Am I reading this right? That would make me believe this because you would just need so many damn sheep to make any, like if if enough people wanted musical instruments, to be honest. That's a good question, honestly. I I do not know. Would you, does that mean like you would need 16 sheep to the violin? To like a single violin? I mean, are you like, is, is is the singular gut the whole small intestine. That's the question. I don't know about intestines at all. Wow. Like, I know I normally joke about not... Man, couldn't tell you a thing about those motherfuckers. I, I don't know. I know that we moderate... Like, in, the hu- in humans, your gut is like your small and large intestine. Because it's like your entire ex- excretory system. Or solid waste system, at least. The, the plumbing, if you will. Um, yes. So from what I can tell, it's the fibers in the walls of the intestine. So I think a single gut is, there are maybe multiple guts in each intestine for this, yeah. these purposes. I think that's how it works. But I okay. think I think I'm going to guess no. And the reason I'm going to say that is I feel like this is something that you don't, you would never breed sheep just for this because any sheep is good for wool or meat. I think that's, that's how I feel about it. That's where I I've feel been like at. They would just give this to the guy that makes string, and he'd pay him something for it. That's where I'm at, and I think I'm I think I'm riding that ship to its logical conclusion, true or false. Because I I, I don't know. I'm kind of still on that, and I feel like I go I go true too easily. I'm too nice, so I I think I'm on false too. All right, you are both correct. All right. I'm kind of so, like sad, but also proud of myself. I mean, well done, well done. It's uh, I will say I wanted to the original one that I was going to do was that uh, certain a certain species of lynx was hunted to extinction 
because of its because it was used for catgut strings. And then I realized, wait, catgut isn't actually cat. Huh. So I did yeah, not know that. Been your fact, I would have gotten that one fast because I at least knew it wasn't cat from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I would call that a bust, frankly. If if you hit if oh, you yeah, had yeah, done yeah. that, that's what I meant though. <laughs> and I did not have a backup fact, so it was at least fun to spin that one a little bit. I right. it's weird. I've been reading about cats a lot this week and how they're. I was just curious because my roommate's cats have been such a part of my like time indoors. I've been like, I wonder what. What's the deal with these guys, you know? And I just sort of read the Wikipedia article for cats. <laughs> That's got to be a long one, too. It's, I mean, it's long, but Is it's... Is it just, like, domestic cats, or did you, like, look up Day or, like... I, I specifically wanted to know why that, like, how the domestication of that species worked and what its deal is that it's just, like... A, like that the way it would have been before, and B, like this now. So, yeah, I read... Domesticated themselves. Yeah. Yeah, apparently it's it was kind of like a I mean it's like a passive thing, right? Like we store grain everywhere, so we attract rodents, so we attract cats and and in an agreeable way and it just kind of happens. Anyway, who's next? Mm-hmm. You are. Oh shit. Okay. Um so, um we've done a lot of agriculture facts and I regret to inform you I have another one for you. Um <laughs> the number one pr- uh Money, like, the crop of which the most dollar amounts worth is sold per year, the highest grossing crop per year in Pennsylvania, um, not, not this, not over any other state, not the one it beats every other state at, but just this crop makes more money in Pennsylvania than any other one per year is mushrooms, food mushrooms. Ooh. Is that the whole fact? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I can, I can give you some bits that it's, uh. It looks like the number, I mean, it It looks like it depends what year I look at, but they're, so, they're doing like 400 to 600 million of mushrooms a year. Ooh, of dang. mushrooms? Yeah. Wait, what is that? <laughs> I hate that I'm about to ask that. Is that like number of mushrooms or is there a... No, no, no. Doll- it's, that's, it's no, it's, it's like money dollars. Uh, Sorry. Money dollars, okay. Not like, uh, I don't know why I said money dollars. I didn't know if dollars. that was like tons of mushrooms. Right? Oh, no. Or like individual <laughs> <laughs> mushrooms. Yeah. Mark the like, time. Chris asked for a unit. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Even though that was one of the times that you would have needed it at least because you should have been able to infer just from the context that he meant money. Well, I don't well, know. That, is, that, that's a, is that a reasonable number of tons of mushrooms? No. I don't 500 think million-ish? so. 500 million tons of mushrooms. With how small and light mushrooms are, no. World mushroom no. production. Oh, boy. Uh, Are there mushroom farms? I feel like we talked about yeah. this one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, so, um, as a, this is just true, and he doesn't live in Pennsylvania. One of my friends from high school is a mushroom farmer. Um, he, it's, it's, le- it's more like a small operation, but he, he's genuinely like, 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 and I know people with uh, drugs, haha. No, no, no. He's actually making, mo- uh, growing different kinds of mushrooms for food. Um, he got some morels, some oyster. Oh, I'll link you guys later his uh, Facebook page for his company. No, literally, can I custom order some mushrooms? I would. Uh, I would love he it. if he ships this far, yes. I he lives in Vermont. I don't know what the logistics of getting him what down about here. A would mushroom be. subscription box. Uh, okay. I would love a mushroom subscription box. So, in with his products, I got thinking about something like that because he does jerkies, which I feel like are easier to ship than anything Wait, fresh. Mushroom jerky. I think he alluded to it on like his Facebook page. I'd have to. That's certainly possible, and I would argue quite delicious. Because I mean, yeah, it's we already good. sell dried mushrooms. Yeah, like, like that's a thing. You can get dried shiitakes pretty much everywhere. I feel like there was a point where humanity realized none of the food actually needs the water in it. You could get that somewhere else if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> like you can eat fucking dry anything. When I was in high school, I used to go to like. Um, like a Chinese supermarket that was down the, not highway, but like one of the like routes that just cut through my little shitty town. And I would go and get like dried fish snacks because they were just like, they had so many different ones and they're so good. But anyway, um, no, the, the, so I'm looking, by the way, the, uh, the world production of mushrooms and truffles uh, in 2017 was 10 million tons. So no, that would not be reasonable. But it went from 1 million tons in 97 to 10 million tons in 2017. Who is 
humanity has a hankering for mushrooms these past 20 that's, years. Wait, that's the world? Yeah. Is that the, okay, interesting. That's so much. Because mushrooms are delicious. Yeah, I've got, I love that umami. I do kind of like them. I, I've mentioned this before in terms of, uh, I think, maybe even on the podcast. Uh, I didn't really like mushrooms until I was, like, 20. And, like, that's an, like, I didn't know how late into, like, like, if you, once you're a teenager, like, what you like, you kind of like, your taste buds don't, like, quote, develop more, you know? Like, so, your opinions So, that's change, actually, but. it's actually kind of the opposite, though. So, this is a, this is a real thing. Huh. That the reason kids don't like so many foods is that they have more taste buds. Oh. So, so everything I like now tastes like shit, but I can't tell anymore. It, or basically, yeah, yeah. That's essentially <laughs> what it is. So, so like, you... All the all the like bitterness that maybe you didn't like so much as a kid that you couldn't stand, you're getting less of that as you get older. Like it's not even that because I care you're... less. I literally am getting less in my like perception. Mm-hmm, because Shit. your palate is dying, which is a thing that makes me very sad to think about. Yeah, but like there is going to come a point where food's just going to be tasteless, and then I, it's just. I don't know if that's true though. Why? Like, because it maybe it <laughs> dies like kind of at a rate where like. It eventually tapers off to the point where it would die kind of after you do, if you will. Like, I don't think old people don't like food anymore, <laughs> if that's what Yeah, but they, but they don't necessarily have as much. They aren't yeah. necessarily able to taste as much oh, as Oh, I saw. I th- and, like, and, and as a result, that makes, there is a reason, like, older people can be more sensitive to, like, spicy food. Huh. Because spicy food isn't necessarily a taste so much as it triggers it, your heat sensitivity. Yeah, yeah, like misfires the whatever. Huh. I didn't realize exactly. there's only like 20 types of mushrooms people really eat. I thought there were more. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to see how many I can name. All right. Okay, go. Okay. Button. Yep. Yes. Portobello. Yeah. Uh, yes. Portobella. Are those different? Uh, Slash cremini. I'll just... Uh, cremini is on here, yes. I'll just free yeah. you that. Okay. Oyster. Yes. Morel. Yeah. I'm counting. I'm keeping uh, or count. moral m o m o r e l. Yeah. Um. I don't know how many different kinds of truffles to list. Don't list any truffles. I'm asking for mushrooms. Truffles are. Kind well, my of list mushroom. is just mushrooms. So okay. I think, okay. I think we can roll truffles into one mushroom, perhaps, and that would put okay. you at six. Um. So I don't. I don't know. I. I'm gonna get the Japanese name for it wrong, but like woodier, so like menma. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Um, yes, that is. Yes, acknowledged kind of mushroom. Yes, and then they're like the the little skinny ones that they give you at hot pot, which are enoki. Oh, oh, I don't know the name. Yes, that is correct. Shiitake. I was gonna say, yeah. did you say that already? Yeah. No, I hadn't said shiitake yet. I am missing some. I am. Um, you're missing. About I'm starting. I'm starting nine at least. I'm starting to blank, but I got the majority. You forgot. Which no, I, you didn't. You didn't get the majority. Oh, I thought you said I there were twenty, and I, how many did I list? I have not. You have nine. So actually, you're yeah. about halfway. You are about halfway, like you said. Like oh, ooh. Um, I I genuinely um, don't know many type. I'm not a mushroom expert over here. Let's see. You're missing one that's so obvious. I mean, wild. No, like, nah, it's, it's not really a even type more obvious. <laughs> you're gonna kick yourself when I say it. I'm white. No. That's because that's button. I would I would say yeah, that is button. That no, you're forgetting king oyster. King, no, I don't. I don't even count that one. Those no. are literally different types. You know the <laughs> you know the I'll point, be long dead but... in the ground before I acknowledge Missouri like Simpsons. They are literally screen. completely different types. John will be long dead in the ground before he acknowledges uh, king oyster oh, mushrooms, mushrooms because that's what you can make barbecue out of. Ooh, it's I so would good. love some mushroom barbecue. You also forgot reishi lion's mane. Uh, puffball. Uh, Mayatake. I didn't, I didn't know you could eat puffball. Shimeji. I, uh... Wood bluet, black trumpet, chicken of the woods, hedgehog. Chicken that's of the woods so, is the one So that... I missed the one, I missed all the ones that I haven't encountered in life. <laughs> that's your own fault. <laughs> it is my own fault. I need to eat more mushrooms. I'm gonna, I'm, you'll, okay, that's gonna be our... After I after we're done recording and I, and I still like talk about we talk about something for like ten minutes I'm gonna link y'all this page but I don't want to interrupt what we're doing now I guess if y'all feel ready to guess we can do that and, and uh, go to the next one but yeah I don't know how much I, mean, we I don't know how many talked about 
Yeah, I guess the potential veracity of this. Virginia makes kind of sense because it has a lot of. You forest. mean Pennsylvania? So Pennsylvania. Oh, sorry, Pennsylvania. Same. I I still. No, no, no. But the same. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. My other argument there is Pennsylvania is pretty urbanized in some areas, but you can grow mushrooms indoors. Very. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Do you think the Amish make a lot of mushrooms? I think they probably forage a lot of mushrooms. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. That was one of those things, like, growing up the next state over, my mom always used to be like, let's go to the Amish country and see the Amish people stuff, and, like, we never did that. (laughs) (laughs) So $400 million of mushrooms? Mm. I mean, some mushrooms can get pretty expensive. I mean, first of all, yeah, mushrooms are kind of expensive. That's actually an interesting, that I didn't even think of, um, like, factor here. Is just the fact that, like, if you're going by monetary value, mushrooms are kind of pricey. But yeah, it's, uh, it looks like it depends on what year you look at and obviously, like, how they're counting. But I'm seeing well over 400 million a year, 600 something million a year, like that, okay. like mid half a billion. I'm, I'm also thinking, like, what is even good to grow in Pennsylvania? Because you've, I mean, technically it's still in a temperate zone, but it's not exactly like it's got a giant growing season. I, I'm actually curious to look at what the other stuff grew in there is only because they're like when you mentioned like Pennsylvania is pretty urbanized. That's true, but rural Pennsylvania is like very distinctly rural and like farm country. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder mm-hmm. Pennsylvania crop. Don't they make? Uh, let me think. I think it's chocolate milk, isn't it? There, I feel like there cows. is a decent amount of dairy there. Yeah. Well, I'm some of it's also just shit. I'm I'm seeing it now. Shit, anybody could like okay potatoes. Um, yeah. The thing I searched because when you said it was four hundred million, I searched how much money does Pennsylvania have so that I could get Pennsylvania's GDP, <laughs> and it makes sense compared to the GDP because Pennsylvania's GDP is a lot higher than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. What it? Wait, what is it? It's like seven hundred sixty-four billion. Damn, oh, Pennsylvania. Geez. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna for comparison's sake. Georgia, GDP. No, sir. Actually, it's going to be. Fr- I think. Oh, my God. I think it'd be pretty similar. Oh, wait, no, that's the wrong Georgia. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say, I think it'd be pretty similar. I will say. Because both states are pretty much like one big city plus agriculture box. Like. I will say, Pennsylvania has four times the GDP of the country of Georgia. So there's. Holy fucking for shit. You. I think Georgia, us, the state, makes the same as Belgium. That's, that's pretty impressive. I, I We have. Five hundred ten point eight billion. Huh? I would have that's, asked that's, that's even more. How much money does Georgia have? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I want like in the days of like AI where it'll answer things like totally holistically rather than Google. Chris will ask questions like this, and it'll just like put a ten dollar bill, flash a ten dollar bill on his screen for like a moment, and put it back away. It's like, how much money does Georgia have? Ten. <laughs> <laughs> We're literally thirty billion less than Belgium. Wow, Georgia is. Belgium. All right, we we gotta beat Belgium. <laughs> Everyone, start making money real quick. I... Hey, maybe don't beat Belgium until Georgia uh, until Governor Brian Kemp is out of office. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I could see it. Um, I'm just trying to decide if I think that, like. Pennsylvania is prime for the mushroom business. The I mean, your woodland area, it feels like it's got probably the appropriate climate for it. Though, mm-hmm. frankly, anywhere could have the appropriate climate for mushrooms. Is it damp enough? Um, hmm. I mean... Probably. I also wonder, this is something to think about that I genuinely haven't... Uh, how recent that it is that it was like that because perhaps this has passed 20 years and it's just all like some, I feel like now there's like technologically, you can probably grow mushrooms. Like you kind of mentioned, like literally in your house in any part of the world. I will say if that number is accurate, it does seem like that would be about the portion of the economy that is dedicated to agriculture. I actually, yeah, I was wondering about that. Cause I didn't know. I don't in really know what that number really looks like. Pennsylvania yeah, I mean, is more agricultural than, than it seems. It's, I mean, if if it's more than that, and then let's say everything else, if that's the, the highest thing, and let's say they grow all the other products, then they oh, probably I say, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'll say this: if any state 
makes most of our mushrooms. I feel like it has to be Pennsylvania. <laughs> just what? What's going on there? What? What are they doing? I don't know. I, I just feel like that has to be yeah. Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, that's actually the where Princess Peach is from. Uh, <laughs> that Peach is actually just the I mean, last name of a like a very rich Pennsylvania family. There seem to be a decent amount of Italians in Pennsylvania. I don't um, know anything about that. Might be true. I've never been. That's actually almost factually true because it's near New York, where is the big you know like immigration port for Italian. So honestly, there probably are. I've we're, it's the Mushroom Kingdom, folks. Um, what do we think? What do we think? I'll say true. All right, what are we on here, John? I'm going true. Yeah. Okay. This is true, and Oof. I uh, oh. went and I looked um, because I was, I was just kind of thinking about it because so in New Jersey, actually, the equivalent like, is that really that it's blueberries? And I thought, yeah, I don't want to do my own state, so I wanted to see. Is anybody else? Weird. It turns out the one right next to it. That's the answer. Uh, <laughs> is that there? So it looks like, according to this website, Wide Open Eats. But I've looked at several websites that are all in this range. It's like five hundred fifty million a year of ju- of just mushrooms. Really? This wow. is wild. What? Fifty. There are fifty family-owned commercial mushroom farms within twenty-five miles of Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. Out of a total of a hundred nationwide. Yeah. So wow. So like half of the family-owned mushroom farms. So, are no, in half of the commercial mushroom farms. Wow. So apparently, the story with that when I was reading was that there was one guy uh, who was like a gardener in that town who, like, the his whole thing was like growing the mushrooms like underneath the benches around the gardens and stuff, and it just turned into this entire fucking town and apparently this entire state becoming. Uh, toadstool town, and that's that's what that's what I found out today when I had to find something out. Sixty eight percent of the mushrooms grown in the U.S. are grown in Pennsylvania. Yeah, Wild. it's like it's like solidly two thirds. Um, well, if we want to buy any mushrooms, <laughs> God. any at all, which which I do, I would I'm, I'll make some. I, I actually mushroom festival, but if we want to buy anything at the mushroom festival, exactly, we gotta go to them's the ads. Have you ever tried to listen to actual play podcasts only to find out they sound like this? <laughs> <laughs> Here at Green Mountain Mysteries, we have the solution. We are an actual play podcast that takes it very seriously. And also, one of our players is a butt doctor. We swear it's good. Green Mountain Mysteries, every Wednesday on Pocket Podcast Network or wherever fine podcasts are sold. So this ad read is going to be a little bit mean to Chris because he can't participate due to his lack of red meat. But Gabe and I really appreciate a good beef jerky to the point where I think it was actually Chris who pitched the idea of a jerky subscription box early on in the show's run. Well, guess what? That actually exists, and you can get it by going to bit.ly slash jerkygentppn. Jerkygent is a leading subscription box that offers craft jerky brands curated from around the country, fully scouted and catered specifically to your spice and flavor preferences, delivered once a month from sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. So... Definitely check it out. Once again, the link is bit.ly slash jerkygentppn. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash J-E-R-K-Y-G-E-N-T-P-P-N. So just as a reminder, we are playing for money this time, not for ourselves, but for local Atlanta charities, specifically the Metro Atlanta Mutual Aid Fund and the Atlanta Solidarity Fund. And uh, the Metro Atlanta Mutual Aid Fund, they have really ramped up with the onset of COVID-19 to help out black indigenous and people of color who are necessary who are maybe uh struggling economically in this time and right now they're also offering a lot of help to black people specifically with 
everything that's going on. Uh, like affected you know, by the stemming. protests in different ways and so forth. And so exactly. And then the Atlanta solidarity fund is very similar to uh, say the Minnesota freedom fund or any other number of bail funds in the country where they specifically offer bail and legal aid to people who are arrested at protests. Yeah. So they're both providing really important services to the community right now. Uh, if you've seen the news, then you know that Atlanta has been hit pretty hard by the realities of policing in this broken country so we are in particular need of help with these funds so we would really appreciate it if you say maybe got the first two facts wrong then maybe donate some money as much as you can afford obviously to one of these two funds or both of them like we're doing so far none of us has gotten anything wrong but that's okay and also that's yeah, why we okay, set like, we a, have, like a minimum number where anybody who, if we get none wrong, we're all just going to give a flat amount to, uh, to each of the two charities that we mentioned in Atlanta. And we have the link also frankly, for different areas that will be in all the different show notes and so forth. And frankly, I'm pretty sure all of us are definitely going to be donating more than that just as we go on, because we care a lot about our city Yeah, and we hope that you do too, or that you care about the areas you're from. And you can find out about bail funds that are in those areas by going to, oh, I lost the address, but I got, I got it back. Here it is. It's bailfunds.github.io. That's bailfunds.github.io. And for links to our funds, just check out the podcast description or the tweet that Chris is going to make at them's the cast. Yeah. Uh, with okay. that, though, I think we can jump right back in. Chris, you're up uh, now, right? Yeah, er, mine yep. is going to be decently simple, but we're going to go for it, which is this. <clears throat> Did you know that pretty much every single bank you go to has on call what is called a wealth psychologist? Which is a person whose entire job is to counsel those that have a lot of money and the problems that come with having lots of money. Now, when you say every bank, this means more than like, you, you don't mean like every branch of a bank, right? You mean like... Oh, I every... mean typically through the connections of that, every branch has access to a wealth psychologist they can call. Like on phone, not, not there. Yeah. That's so, wow. well, the, um, the immediate use that I thought of for this is people who might receive like news of a suddenly large inheritance a la old timey movie. Like that probably oh freaks you out. Well... You could, it could be that. I will say, when it's more are we about, going to uh, the idea of people that have so much money they don't know how to cope with the idea of how much money they have? There seems a very simple solution to that one, but John, where you, I feel like you had a, you had a, <sighs> when are we going to in- institute George Harrison style taxation? What's George Harrison style taxation? Where past a certain amount of money, you get taxed 95%. I think that was uh, that was just called the 1950s. Yeah, I was gonna yes. say they had something. Let's do it now. Let's do we it can, again. We can bring it back. I think, especially like I would like it back now. The the that's the thing. It really was like you can go on. People can go on federal websites, and y'all, we're we're right about this one. There was like a the top marginal tax rate in 19, I think 61 was like 91. percent That's wild. I mean, it literally was the inspiration for the song "Tax Man." It's like. It's it's like a f- one f- one for you, nineteen for me. Like yeah, I guess one one. For I mean, it was it was basically the Beatles' one Republican anthem. The problem <laughs> is, the problem is, it really slaps, and it's one of my favorite Beatles songs. It is a good song. It's so good. It's so good musically. As probably the best Beatles guitar solo. Uh, but, I, but yeah, I th- that's like that's that's the, that's essentially my effect. Hmm. <sighs> A wealth. I mean, this absolutely makes sense. Just based on what I know, like, did you did you know that there's like at some banks there's a certain level of uh, money that you have in your account where they will no longer charge you ATM fees at all? Oh, I'm sure, and I'm sure it's absurd. Wait, is but it's like a ridiculous number. Like, it's not even like ten thousand dollars. It's like a hundred million dollars or something. Well, it's probably. I would say probably more like. Probably more like a hundred thou, I would guess. Okay, it's or or or, or five hundred thou. Jesus, you know how long it would take me to have that much money in my bank account? Because because the thing is, yeah, it's not even that you have to 
like get that much money. It's you have to not spend, like never yeah, spend that much money. Yeah, the fact that the amount of or, money you just said is more than I make in a year. And yeah, it's just like if yeah. I had that chilling or, in my bank account. Or say you have to be an author who gets a good advance. Okay. Like that's that's specifically I know this because of one of the authors I follow mentioned. He was like, yeah, at a certain point after my first book was sold, my bank told me they weren't going to charge me ATM fees anymore. Huh. And it just rem made me think of just how messed up it is, how much of an advantage people who are wealthier have. Right, because it's it's like you like the whole save money by being rich thing. There's like a million. It's like it's like it. oh, we give you things for free now that you're rich. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> like uh, actually, this sure? is specifically from a from the very good podcast by John Green, um, the Anthropocene Reviewed. It's the episode where he reviews uh, Mario Kart and talks about how Mario Kart is kind of the opposite of our current system, where the people who are further back get the stronger get, power ups. Yeah, Can get we, extra stuff. Yep. Yeah, and I, I you know what. Works pretty well for that game, except honestly, I think that the the blue shells need to be more consistent. Either they should always get you, or there should be some of the games have a trick where you can boost out from under them. It's 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 hundred or zero. I'm not about this like. It's just kind of about knowing how to play the game, bud. Well, it's I like, don't really play a lot of. No one when to dash the blue shells, like no one when to tax evade. You know what I'm saying? It's knowing how to set up a shell corporation. Exactly. It's yeah. Knowing how to <laughs> shell corporation. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of a blue shell corporation. Like, I don't know what that would entail, but... And the thing in Mario Kart where you, like, hold... Like, when you get the shells and you hold them behind you the whole time so they block stuff, that's like mm -hmm. having lawyers on retainer. That's what that is. That's oh, when you... Yeah, holding the banana peel behind you, but the banana peel is, is one lawyer. It's, yeah, a, it's, a, lawyer on it's a guy. <laughs> yeah. And if that lawyer gets hit by a shell, he dies. <laughs> Much I like want... real life, every time a lawyer loses a case, they die. Yeah, much, much like real life, lawyers are being hit with turtle shells constantly. All uh, lawyers are single use. <laughs> what if? What if that was like how it worked? You went to law school for like, and like the one case you got, like that's your fucking big day. Like that's a big <laughs> that's deal. It's like I can retire now. Man, I trained my. You could literally every lawyer would literally say they could. They train their entire life for this day. God, the one case, and then they're done. I I I read like deep like like hardcore not for my eyes legal writing the other day for the first time in a while because someone was like, "This is a wacky thing from like the Supreme Court uh, case recently." Mm -hmm. It was like from one of the dissents. They were like, "Here's a weird thing that's in here," and I was like, "This is this is fucking incomprehensible. <laughs> like this is not any language I recognize." And lawyers. Lawyers should get to train their whole lives for one case and then be summarily fired out of a out of a cannon. Um, but I think that uh, the th I mean, like, no, go on, go I'm on. Gonna say, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Supreme Court justices should be fired out of a cannon after they do one case. Oh, that's actually an interesting way. All of them. All of them. Rotating. I am mad at Ruth Bader Ginsburg right now. Leave me alone. No, that's a reasonable way to, to field some, uh, quite a lot of the time, to be honest. However, I, I will say this about the bank psychologist thing, in, or the, well, yeah, the wealth psychologist thing in particular. I don't know. Tell me if I'm crazy here. It feels like it being banks makes this more believable. Like, banks have all these oh, yes. very weird things they have to do that you, like, wouldn't think about. And in particular, like, I don't think, okay, I don't think it's for the clients. I think this is emergency management. If some rich person <laughs> is throwing like some kind of bizarre tantrum. Like I think this is I like have, like like extended HR kind of. I have watched enough heist movies to believe this. <laughs> like banks have everything. Banks have everything. I'm trying to think. Like of, they they just do. <laughs> I I don't know how many heist movies I've even Does does Uncut Gems count as a heist movie? Does does no uh, does Knives Out count as a heist movie? Those are the last two movies. No, I watched. no, no. Those I would say Knives Out is a crime movie. I actually really well, like that movie. Didn't expect but, to. I don't want to oh, do the movie is, thing Ocean's again. Ocean's Eight is a heist movie, though. Ocean's Eight is a heist movie. Do you, how many? And I would say that the uh, insur the James Corden insurance adjuster demonstrates my point. <laughs> how many Ocean's movie? Which numbers have been used? And eight, do they? 10, 11, and, no, no, eight, no, 11, 12, no. 13. Yeah, that's that's more. Did like. they start at eleven and go both up and down? They started at eleven. At, they started at eleven because it was a remake of a movie from I want to say the fifties or sixties, probably the sixties, 
called Ocean's Eleven, and then they made two sequels to that oh. where they added a guy each time. So they've just been... I like the idea that they had to add rather than remove a guy because the number has to go up, but then, like, the <laughs> cast... Ocean's Eight. Yeah, but then, like, the cast is just going to get progressively larger, so they had to do a smaller one. That was that was a sequel slash reboot, though, so it's its its own thing. I distinctly remember being young when, like, I think Ocean's 12 came out, or maybe it was when 13 came out. It was and probably 12. They all came out... Like, Ocean's 11 came out before 9-11. Ocean's 12 That's, came out in 2004. I just Googled it's, it. It's probably more likely it was Ocean's 12 when, then that I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Because I would have been like seven or eight. And I just remember in my head thinking like, wow, that must be a great series if they have 12 of them. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, I will say, (laughs) yeah, Ocean's 12 is like the Baroque masterpiece of the Oceans movies. Yeah. Well, this is something. Because it's, it's, well, not even Baroque, it's Rococo even. Okay. All right. (laughs) Because, because it's like so ornamental. It's got like jokes layered on jokes, layered on jokes that maybe don't necessarily read as jokes as clearly as huh. necessarily, but it's like... This is a it's very... Like when you have nachos with so much stuff on it, you forget there's chips underneath. Exactly. That... It's... I always wonder, how am I being asked to eat this when I get it out in front of me? <laughs> that's when you get the fork out. Man, that's I haven't had a good out. plate of nachos in such a long time. I, I had some recently... You know, you should try Raging Burritos nachos. They're pretty good. I think you can probably Postmates them to you. I, yeah, probably. Man, that's the the like Postmates Uber Eats like world that that's it's, it's convenient. But I I hope people I don't want to get in that habit, and I haven't gotten in it yet. But I'm worried the longer things go, the more that'll become a weakness. It's like oh, I could just spend like fifteen dollars ordering whatever bullshit on Uber Eats. Um, I will say I was my favorite Ethiopian restaurant is finally on Uber Eats. And we got a special there that we hadn't tried from them before, and it was top-notch. Was it Desta? It was perfect. It wasn't Desta. There are better Ethiopian restaurants than Desta. Well, that's the secret. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys I'm going to take you to I... Mela. Well, actually, you would enjoy Mela because it's mostly beef. That's the problem but... I have with a lot of African restaurants. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Desta is the best for you, for sure. Probably, yeah. Because of all the chicken and salmon options. And I will say, I love Desta's salmon kitfo rolls. They have salmon options? Anyway... Uh, I just like salmon. Uh, I, I am, I'm honestly like, I don't want to I'm, I'm as ready as I'll ever be to guess that this is true in the sense that like, I don't know what else to ask, but I do find it believable. And you even invoked a movie character that reminded you of an idea I had. Hmm. So I think I'm going to say true on this one as well. So you both have said true. Yeah. Yes, we have. So no, it's not really true. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Some, well, some banks can get you access to one, but they're not on call for them. But it exists. Gotcha. This is they the do thing exist. that exists. Yep. But they're not like waiting to be called by the bank. The bank can probably tell you how to find one, but I'm not just. they're not just on call all the time for the banks. How did you discover that this is a position that exists? Because like, I feel like the odds that you even know anyone who needs this is unlikely. Uh, I just saw an article about it. started reading about it. Huh. I don't even think it was actually a like title. It's more um, like they have a like psychologist. Recently. No, no, that, until recently oh. it did become a thing. Like like recently that was a thing that yeah, I mean, I just I feel like banks have so many like it's like shit can never go down in a bank. You know, like if shit gets like like tense in a bank, like it's just no good and you just need to be able to like dissipate any problem like rem- remotely stressful, but yeah, I guess not every bank expects to need. Yeah. Like I said, it's more that they they could get you in contact with one, but it's not like they have one on call for like kind of what you were saying, like, oh man, this guy's going crazy. We got to call the wealth guy. Yeah. It's, mm. Huh. The wealth guy. That's uh, that's what all those dudes <laughs> who write. A better word. No, but I just wealth. like the <laughs> idea that like all those dudes who write like books that are like, here's how to make money. Like they should, they, that should be like a self-applied title. It's me, the wealth guy. I'm here to show you how to make both dollars and cents, but mostly dollars because they're more. Like, Don't you mean he's there to help? Hey, you? it's me, your friendly neighborhood wealth psychologist, no. Victor Honey Process. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I picture like a Grunkle Stan type of character with this. That's really not 
No, it's a psychologist. I'm, I'm here psychologist. to help you with your... No, no, it's a psychologist. With your money problems. <laughs> okay. No, sorry, if We're going to do some cognitive behavioral therapy. <laughs> God, if I went to a therapist that talked like that, I'd just leave. God. You should, wow, you should, yeah, Long Island might be a difficult place emotionally for you if anything <laughs> ever happens. I think it'd be more like this. <clears throat> Hello. I am uh, Dr. Fiat. <laughs> Dr. <I> Fiat. Am, <laughs> I am your wealth psychologist, and I'm here to help you make dollars and also sense of the world around you. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Dr. Victor Honey Process. This is when, the attending psychiatrist. When I really like this idea that Chris has just created, which is wealth psychologist ASMR video. Like, that's the type of shit that those people who make those videos would totally do. They all, like, fuck around with it. And I, really I think... I feel like you guys brushed past how good my tagline was for Will Psycho. Oh, it was very good. It was, was very, very good. I just, which which one? They were both really good. It, I just didn't say... It was very good. Victor's just a very rude boy who steps online. Mine, oh. was, well, mine is Dr. Fiat, Will Psychologist, here to help you make dollars and cents of the world around you. Oh, I, when you said tagline and I said they were both very good, I didn't know if you meant Dr. Fiat or the dollars and cents joke. Dr. Both Fiat is itself a Dr. very Fiat good Dr. Fiat is really That's good. That's my character now. My character is Dr. Uh, Fiat, the wealth psychologist. And mine is Victor Honey Process, the coffee enthusiast and attending psychiatrist. I don't feel like hey, coming up with one, with one, so someone you don't needs to... have to come to... with it now. It's got to come up naturally. Uh-oh. Well, if you want to... If you want, you can pull up the user facts so I can stall for time to think of a character. You don't have to do it now, just eventually. Oh, I know. I'm just I'm just doing a little transition there. I will not think of it this episode. As expected, I cost you guys money. It's all right. It's, it's for a good cause. If it was for you, I'd kind of be like, fuck you, Chris. You don't need $5 from me. But this is important. All right. Let me look at these listener facts and see which one seems like the most fun. Well, this one mentions breasts, so let's go with this one. Classic, classic. I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, but the Capolas? Oh, wait, sorry. This is from Christine, and she said, the Capolas, I think that's right, of the Carlton Hotel in Keynes, France, are based off of the breasts. Oh, cupolas, cupolas. Oh, okay, see, yeah, what do I know? Cupolas. They are based off the breasts of a famous courtesan, La Belle Cortesan. I mean, Cortesan. I, I don't speak French, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> says one of her most famous costumes featured her voluptuous bosom partially covered with glued on precious gems and the twin cupolas is that what you said cupolas cupolas yeah. of the carlton hotel built in 1912 in canes are said to have been modeled can dude can. i don't even know man jesus christ and can are popularly wait, said to wait, have been how, how is it them. spelled how is it spelled c-a-n-e-s it's literally the biggest film festival in the world. How do you not know how to pronounce can? I've actually I've never heard it said out loud. And never heard yeah. it said out loud. Yeah. I've actually never heard it said out loud, but I've read about that film festival in particular like 30 times. I even know people who have been there, which is kind of weird. Anyway, that's my whole fact. That's her mm. whole fact. Sorry. The whole fact. Now, before we... I need to figure out what in the world this thing is. They're talking about cupolas. A, a cupola, it's, it's kind of like a... A rotunda. Oh, like a this dome. is hilarious. It's true. <laughs> what? It's like you know those little windows that they have on like old architecture with like the dome on top. Okay. Like a little lookout. Do you know what I'm mm -hmm. talking about, Gabe? Kind of like the gazebo on top of that the building you work at in Atlanta. Yeah. So the whole fact, Gabe, is that the ones at this place in Cannes are based off of like a very specific person's bosom. Okay. The part that actually made. Well, first of all, what what era is what hotel this is like an old hotel ish 1912 i think is what it said i'm gonna look even, 1912 even france 1912. so this would have been like i think people i mean were consider just much less it's is it weird to say this people were actually less weird about nudity like 150 years ago even or anything like representing it like 100 years ago plus than they are now like they're actually less so i actually find this more believable that it's like old. i will and it's just i will say sex became like a major topic in modernism at this time like that was something that was like okay well it was considered progressive to like paint about it write about it hmm. and i guess design from it like this is like what 20 years after the belle epoque probably so like the can can rage the moulin rouge right like this is definitely hmm. also like excuse me rouge i believe rouge. at some rouge. point it was mentioned that something was bedazzled and i just feel like 
before, like, this is another one of these, like, to me, it seems like the world didn't, like, was just bizarre before, like, 1900. It seems like for a while, if, if people were like, how do you show off that you have money? There were basically two answers, and one of them was bedazzle it. And the other one was just find something real weird, like when pineapples were, like, a, a wealth symbol. So I believe it partially because I think if you're trying to do something fancy and it, you said something based on something with a bunch of just gems on it, that feels like that that aesthetic too. Like I don't know. So let's do this. I'm gonna put so I'm gonna put this in our chat that is a picture of the building. So that's what the that's what we're talking this about. This is true. No, anyway, oh. I was gonna I was gonna do a picture of the lady. Uh, what was her name? <laughs> that's a fucking nice looking hotel. Said La Belle Otero. Okay, La Belle Otero. Oh my. Oh god. <laughs> oh no. No, it's not like not safe for work. It's just. It's, my mind has been made up because of this. Oh, uh, well, uh, I think I was already on true. I don't know what your mind which is. Which picture making. do I choose? Just, just drop one in the chat. Do it. Oh, there's just so many, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll do this one. And then that. True. <laughs> I mean, it, it reflects the style of the dress that she wore. Oh. Um, okay, yeah. I mean, I was already on true, but I, th I guess that's the, that is the joke here, huh? All right, let's do it. True? Oh, wait. No, it's got it. Look at this one. All right, here we go. We got one more. For Chris. <laughs> I got one more for you. I don't know. Just and that one sells it. Yeah, that sells yeah, this it for is, me. This is 100% true. I'm yes. gonna have to go true too. This is. Um, you're gonna we're, you're gonna have to post this picture, these two pictures side by side. Yeah. On Twitter, but basically, just as a point of reference, I I think we're all on true. And if this is, I don't see if this is true or false. It's one. Of, it's just funny. I love this one. So if, what was it, it's Christine? It's a good one. We're we're enjoying it. I'm gonna scroll down. <laughs> oh man, it's false. Oh, no, what? This was so well constructed. This is, this is a legend with no concrete evidence. However, no argument typically changes the minds of those who choose to believe it. <laughs> so, I'm going to go with... It's true in my heart. I, I see where they're coming from. Um, I believe this to be true, and I'm still... But I'm going to donate the money. <laughs> I Yeah, I was, that's kind of where I'm at. Like <laughs> I that, put this in the spreadsheet as boob building, and we got it all... We all got it wrong. Boob building. <laughs> So I am now then going to open up those links to the to Atlanta charities we linked. I think what, what, okay, so you're going to put them in like the episode description and we'll Yeah, we'll I'll tweet put everything in the description and then try and also put out some links for it. Yeah. Um as a, the the link for just like finding something in your area too, just bailfunds.github.io is like so easy. I I didn't even have to look at it. So like that's a good one for just like I want to do something good for my area. Um, exactly. So where we're sitting, that's $10 uh, to each from Gabe and I and $5 to each from Chris. It's true. Oh, because his was that. Sure. Yes. 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 So um, if you were and, and as for if you felt like or feel like playing along, it's it's not really about like X amount per question or whatever. That's the spirit of it. But really what you can I, I want to say as much as you can. That sounds a little weird, but I mean, this is obviously something fairly important. Um, that's mm -hmm. that's kind of the idea here. Um, I will say we're we're really only keeping track for the purposes of gamifying this. Yes, we've exactly. all already donated some in other cases, and like yeah, or and you know, if you can't necessarily afford to donate as much as we're donating right now. Even just a dollar helps. Even the small amounts are really important. Or yeah. just like, sharing links around for people that exactly. can't afford it. Like that, one thing I, mean, I like to think about is, you know, something like $1 or $5 doesn't feel like a lot. But with funds like this, like one thing I like to think about is one thing they might do, like let's say they're like they're providing meals for certain people, right? Like $5 is sometimes like someone's whole meal. So like that's something you can feel good about and feel like you're, okay, I'm actually, I am contributing by doing this. Because like, I think a lot you of can people also feel like they're not doing enough if they don't have enough. And you can also think of it this way. Like, you feel like, oh, it's just another drop in the bucket. But, like, enough drops do eventually fill a bucket. Yeah. Ask the Minnesota like, Freedom Fund. This this has been really uh, wonderful how much people have kind of shown out for, for them. They're, like, mm -hmm. they're the one where, like, people, everybody was giving to them to the point where that's why we're encouraging you to give locally. Because they, they even came out and said, wow, I don't, we don't even know what, like, we're overwhelmed now. 
So your one dollar is really just ten of you's ten dollars, if you think about it. That's like, <laughs> you know what's weird? That's like kind of hilarious, but I, but I don't even want to laugh because like that's actually a pretty good way to put for that forth. Like, but yeah, I guess in closing, we're part of the Pocket Podcast Network. Yeah, um, there's uh, a bunch of shows on there. Pocket Podcast Network dot. Fuck, I forgot if it's com or org. I don't need to go on it very often, as you would imagine. Um, I feel bad for saying that. It's dot com. Okay. It's pocketpodcastnetwork.com. Okay. Or you can just go to our site at abolishunits.com where you can submit facts for us to try on the show and see uh, if we get them right or not. And then while you're there, you can go check out some of the other great shows. Shows like No Dice, Green Mountain Mysteries, Ghoul Tank. Like, lots of great shows, all of which are still getting made, mm-hmm. like, throughout this time. Because, you know, it's easy to do things these things remotely. We've been doing it for, well, almost three months now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've heard that from a lot of the, like, content creators that I follow or listen to. Like, this is kind of a nice time for, for you know, like, that's something that a lot of people at least have some reprieve from the outside world from some form of media that they enjoy or one another. Um, and so... Hopefully, if, if this has been a tough time for you, you know, keep keep the things uh, going on that are important in mind. But also, hopefully, uh, we have helped you and you have helped you in general uh, feel OK. And, and I hope everyone's just having a good, you know, as good of a time as they can, uh, given how difficult things have been for a lot of people lately. Uh, with that, though, I don't want to get too sad. So shall, shall I do the... Uh, until next time. Well, I mean, well, Chris. Chris has to say oh, something about uh, our oh, good, yeah. fr- our good friends. Oh. Yeah, the new intro and outro music of our show is "Never Far" by James Hunter USA, which now can be found under the name New Weirdos as a band. So check that out. Uh, there's, I believe James is still doing live streams. Sporadically. Yeah, he just started them back up. Yeah, I think he's back to doing it every single night. I don't, I don't know if it is every single night, but it's at least pretty often. He's doing them every night around 9, so those are pretty fun if you're able to catch them. But otherwise, you can find their music on any place that you like to stream music, basically. And you can also find Chris's music at Organ Machines and A Fuse on Spotify, both of which put out really good albums recently that I highly recommend you listen to. Thanks, bud. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Man, I, I was jamming out to Gila Monster last night. It was so good. Man, Gila actually, Monster. Gila Monster. It's our song. We get to say how it's pronounced. It's my language. <laughs> and it's my lizard. Just kidding. Never seen one. And my axe. <laughs> All right. This has been Them's the Facts. Until next time, don't believe everything you hear. Yeah.